Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Folks, we've got a great show lined up for you today on Friday, February the 23rd, but we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. We have NOPD Superintendent Ann Kirkpatrick joins us. Chief, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I always appreciate the invitation. Chief, I've been looking forward to talk to you because I I want to talk about a very important matter. This is your first Mardi Gras under your belt, and what I saw of you, it looked to me like you had a pretty damn good time. Oh, I had a great first Mardi Gras. It was not only a pleasure to embrace the culture, but to really see how this police department and all the law enforcement agencies, what a fantastic job they did. And it was great to see that. Absolutely. I got to tell you, though, they spoiled you right out the bat first year out getting to ride, you know, lead float in Dimian. And uh, tell us about that ride and that experience. Well, what a nice honor that was. It really was. I certainly didn't deserve such an honor, but I, I embraced it. It was great, though, also to see kind of from that angle how yeah. Mardi Gras works and what it's all about. So it really was enriching and giving me a better understanding, as well as an appreciation for our culture. And I understand that uh, some might say that you are kind of a, an accomplished dancer at well, as well, not afraid to get out there. And, <laughs> hey, I can and, do a mean and, and, and go And go with the flow, huh? <laughs> it does. I just, you know, I was everywhere. I was on a float. I was on a horse. I was dancing. I was walking. I, I just had a great time as well as just also staying uh, and very much attuned to my responsibility of of uh, making sure that our city is safe. But when we're safe, we can also have fun. No, and I, I, I really do believe that it was important that you got to see it from all those different facets because yeah. it, it will make, yeah. I think, uh, managing future Mardi Gras a lot easier. Your thoughts? Yeah. I actually think so, that although I was given that nice honor, I do think, as I said, it was enriching to give me a better insight about how we can always strive to do better and better in in our safety aspects for our community. I've heard a lot from uh, crew captains and others. They appreciate your approach. They appreciate your directness. And um, more than anything, I think they appreciate your availability. Uh, Well, I want to uh, try to uh, answer people, um, make myself available to people whenever I can. And, you know, having been a sheriff as long as you are, how difficult that is. That's not always an easy task um, to manage calendars and to try to see people. But it is important. It's part of leadership, frankly, right? Leadership's relational. Absolutely. Um, First, Mardi Gras, uh, 
lot of guns seized on Bourbon Street in yeah. the French Quarter, obviously as a result of proactive work done by your officers, other agencies here, state police. Um, concerns? Actually, I, I, let me just give you the number because it is an impressive number. NOPD alone uh, confiscated 111 weapons. Uh, during the Mardi Gras season, and together with our other partners, the total was around 143 is the number I was given. Um, it's always a concern. There is absolutely no place I, for guns at a parade, at a Mardi Gras, in the French Quarter, nowhere like that. Uh, so it is always a concern, uh, especially when you have alcohol involved. There's you, you really, that's a problem when you bring guns. Uh- You know, there's a bill going through the state legislature. I don't know if you want to opine on this, concealed carry. I have significant concerns, especially for what we just talked about in that environment. I mean, a a lot of the strategies deployed by your officers and others as it relates to reasonable suspicion, probable cause, and being able to stop individuals, I think with the passage of this law goes by the wayside. And it's going to make it a lot more difficult to police these areas uh, in a fashion that we know we've been able to reap benefits from. Absolutely. It is going to have an overall negative impact, whether you're a political conservative or a political progressive. um, It really we are talking about something we all agree to, which is safety. Number one, safety guns. uh, This is going to complicate and make it very difficult for law enforcement to keep people safe because we don't know Uh, the permitting process allows us to at least know that there has been some oversight knowing that the guns are in the right hands of law-abiding people. But without, without some system, it will complicate. So these 143 guns, you're not going to see that next year. Chief, I had an opportunity to talk to Sheriff Joe Lapinto the other day about this same subject matter. Um, and when you think about what some people refer to as a routine um, traffic stop. We know that that's anything but routine. Even that right. um, dynamic changes with the passing of this kind of bill, right? Right, and uh, it does. It, it, it increases the risk of harm to the community. It increases the risk of harm uh, to an officer who's going to engage people. So it's going to change the dynamics and um, why we would want to open the door for anyone being more harmed, uh, we have too much gun violence as it is. I think it's short-sighted thinking. Um, I do. And, um, again, I don't think it matters if you're a political conservative or a political progressive. It's something we all share, which is safety. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we obviously we, we know what the experience has been here Uh Everyone is working hard to try and beat that back. Uh, yeah. The last thing, the last thing that we need at this point, I, in my view, is more headwinds, right? Right. Exactly. We don't, and we've been making such progress in our numbers and our ability to reduce um, violent crime. Uh, it, we're moving all in the right direction, and this is now a headwind, and it is a barrier. And I understand the thinking on the part of those who have advanced the bill, but the thinking is not all the way thought through. So I call it short-sighted thinking. 
about the full impacts of these kind of decisions. I just want people to think all the way through. Yeah, because in many cases, I wonder, and I don't know what your experience has been in other jurisdictions that you've worked in, is the public truly ready for this? Uh, Because I think uh, the psyche of the officer on the street is going to be modified to some extent. It will. And it will have to, because it will be an adjustment according to the laws as well of what an officer can do and not do. But you just put more guns in the hands of more people who are likely not to be law abiders. Uh, and that's that's the fallacy of the thinking all the way through. Yeah. So let's pivot to something um, a lot more positive. Uh, the governor okay. is advancing a bill uh, in order to provide the uh, financial means necessary to create this new troop. He's asked for 19 point something million dollars to be spent by June to equip these folks. It looks like he's bringing a full plethora of assets and resources down to the city of New Orleans. Yeah, which is so appreciated that there is uh, wanting to support and come alongside and be our partners. So, yes, that's always a good thing for us uh, to work well with more than just ourselves. And that's true all over the country. Law enforcement has had to adjust and work more in partnership. You know that from your own years of experience. You know that. Absolutely. We can't can't just be all by ourselves anymore. It shouldn't be. Especially when it comes to street-level intelligence, the ability to share that. Uh, Those are important touchstones uh, that we need to make sure and ensure that we're able to facilitate as much as possible. Oh, absolutely. You and I have been around, and, and uh, Sheriff Lepinto, all of us have been around. Back in the day, we didn't talk to each other. Remember that? No. We didn't even co- <laughs> we were We, were, we, 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 didn't, were so we didn't talk about, within the department. Own, <laughs> yeah. So those days are long gone, and uh, we have to talk and communicate and work together. Yeah. Um, is there has there been an articulable timeline uh, that they hope that this uh, troop N uh, uh, will get yeah. started in the city? Well, the one I heard and don't and you know it's, there's no commitment to this. It's just I think the goal is mid year, and that mm-hmm. we are uh, that they're up and running, and that's great because it gives us a, a time to get back together. We've met with the executive leadership of the state police. Um, but we need to get back together and say, how are we going to work together? Because, of course, we have different policies than what mm-hmm. the state police have. And we're going to have to learn how are we going to work together with this, because we, under no condition, will be um, uh, going backwards in any kind of way associated with the reforms that we have made with our current policies and procedures. So we're all in on our policies and procedures, but I think we can work alongside another agency who doesn't share them. No, absolutely. As you said, it just takes uh, the time necessary to develop the coordination. Uh, and, exactly. And, the strategy and it will be, to be coordinated. Deployed. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to be under the same policies and procedures, but we are committed to ours. I have been uh, really excited uh, that a number of not only high-profile cases, but uh, what we just kind of referred to as to the day-in, day-in case, whether it be burglary, auto theft, or otherwise, that there have been a significant, to me it seems, uptick in clearances, uh, which I think is uh, very encouraging, and that has a direct impact on the safety of the community. 
Um, tell so us about Sheriff, what you yeah. think is happening. So, Sheriff, number one, uh, you do know a lot of people never really paid attention over the years that clearance rates have everything to do or at least a lot to do with crime prevention. So if you can actually when uh, our clearance rates are driving down, and I think it's because the level of quality of uh, investigations that begin with the patrol officer, it even begins with how calls are dispatched out, how the patrol officer on the scene collects the information that the detectives then can follow up and work on. It's a team effort. And when everybody is doing high quality of work, you get to the ability to resolve the crimes. And people need to be held. Uh, they need ju- We need justice uh, for everyone. And so it's quality of work. And I think it's just a show of pride of NOPD. Yeah, it's amazing how um, you you go the ebb and flow of that sometimes, and and it yeah. and I think you would admit that it's hard to keep it going like one hundred percent of the time, three sixty five, twenty four seven, because of there's so many things outside of your control as a leader of a law enforcement organization. That is true, but I do control um, setting the expectations and making sure that they are actually attain, um, maintained, getting and resourcing and equipping our staff. It's one thing to have an expectation, but if you don't equip and give people every tool and support them in those tools and help people and then um, encourage them um you know, and then also to fight for our officers and staff. Uh, those are all elements that I do control, and so it does matter. I am so encouraged to hear you say that because I, I can honestly say the previous three did not talk about the equipment. And I've often said that the uh, the backside operations are almost every bit as infor- yeah. as important as what's out front. Because if you don't have the assets and resources necessary to do the job on demand, um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work well. It doesn't work because you can have the most talented, gifted um, violinist, but if they don't have a violin, we've got a problem, right? And so (laughs) we do have a responsibility to give the talent that we have, give them the tools that they need, Help them, educate them, give them the opportunities to train them and then grow them and give them the ability to be the best that they can be. That also includes discipline and discipline in a positive way. I was an athlete growing up, and I was disciplined, and discipline includes correction and all of those things. That's our responsibility. But um, I'm very proud of this department because the fruit of their abilities are showing Chief, I, I know that uh, you have to go. We really appreciate the time that you've given us. I, w- I wanted to ask one final question back to the light side. Um, what was the most odd thing that you see during Mardi Gras that struck you? Oh, gosh, the most odd thing. Um, I mean, where you were sitting there and you said, wow. <laughs> Well, you know something? It was odd for me that before Mardi Gras, I was in a big meeting with the staff, and they said, okay, Chief, are you ready to ride a horse? And I thought they were kidding. 
And I said, like, oh, sure, like a horse, like with four legs? And they were like, yes. And, and so that was very – I had no anticipation or expectation. That was odd to me. Now that I've ridden BB, my horse, um, it was absolutely – I got it. I understood it, but not until fully embracing uh, why would I be riding a horse. But now I get it. <laughs> so that was, was that your first? Right was bat. that your first time on a horse? It, it was not my first time on a horse, but I was grateful I was around expert mounted patrol yeah. officers who, who know what they're doing. I was grateful for that, and I had a lesson or two. So that that was, uh, I guess, my oddity experience, but great right. fun. Uh, final thoughts, Chief? Well, I tell you, I thank this community I, it's for giving me this opportunity to lead uh, your police department, you know, I, I want to love on y'all. I want to love on this police department. And I want to be the greatest cheerleader for this city as well as this police department. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to address your audience, to let them know that. Well, we certainly appreciate um, not only your time, uh, but your insights, your hard work. And uh, we want to be part of the solution, not the problem, in helping and facilitating your success, the success of the NOPD, and obviously the success of the city. So we thank you. Thank you, Sheriff. All righty, folks, we'll be right back. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We want to thank Chief Ann Kirkpatrick for joining us, NOPD Superintendent. Her first Mardi Gras. I was I was excited about finding out what her uh, reaction was to it because folks that have never seen it before, that's one of my favorite things to do is to watch them as the whole scene unfolds. We'll be right back. Give us a shout. Stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.